Hey y'all, I'm Kiki Hunter. What's good, people? I'm Mark Hunter. Welcome, Welcome to, to the Hunt Life Podcast. Podcast. We created this podcast to give a real view of life as millennials navigating the world. Real life discussions about the struggles our generation go through from family, love, and everyday life. We're just trying to break generational curses to chase our dream life. Come with us on this journey to hunt life and tackle everything else in between. I'm Kiki Hunter. This is the Hunt Life Podcast. And today we got communication. Yeah, communication and relationships. That's what we're going to talk about today. Mm-hmm. In any kind of relationship, whether it's like business relationships, your spouse, your friendship, just relationships in general. I think those are like the main ones we're going to like touch on. It's like those type of relationships when it comes to communication. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he be switching stuff up on me, y'all. It is crazy. Uh-huh. That is crazy. Because we literally said, you asked me for the footnote. Yes, and, and we said communication and relationships. <laughs> But those are relationships, right? Right? <laughs> you be stressing me. How? When we was talking about the conversation well, we'll at first. We were talking about relationship relationships. Oh, okay. Well, we could just touch on relationships then. Because the friendship can come later on. It could be another topic. Because that's the interesting thing, I think, too. It's like talking about communication <laughs> and that, too. So it's like, that's what it is. Uh, what do you feel like, like communication issues? Is it like rampant in like relationships? Do you feel like you just in general have communication issues? Or what, like, how do you feel about that? What like with the generation? Do, yeah. What made you want to like touch on this topic? Because did you know? What's that? Millennials have the worst communication skills of all the generation. No, I didn't know that. Like, I, can, I mean, I can believe it, I found I that out and thought that was wild. Yeah. I mean, that is kind of like a crazy Like. It's kind of crazy. Out of all of them, we got yeah. the worst one? Like, that's crazy. I mean, but then it kind of But it makes like sense. Who wrote the article? Because it could have it's been a salty boomer. All of them. Wrote the, it's I mean, a bunch of them that talks about, like, like they was on our ass. Yeah, but like, the boomers are on our ass. When you think about it, the boomers always on our ass. They feel like that we lazy and we always finding the easy way out and stuff like that instead of, like, hard work. Like, it's not too many, like, boomer dudes out there that be sitting there talking about, like, oh, nah. When I was your age, we used to work outside in 100 degree weather, tossing shit. Like, yeah, they used to always say on some factory or some coal mine stuff, y'all boys ain't out here doing no hard work. Even if you a dude and you work like for the post office, like, they, them all dudes will fire you up. That ain't no hard work. You better go get a city job or something. So it's like, yeah, the boomers be on that. So it's like, did they write the article? Statistics, <laughs> statistics don't lie, but I don't know who wrote it. But it's statistically, millennials have the worst communication skills of all the generations. Okay. I was shocked to know that. I can believe it, but yeah. I can believe it. That's the sad part about it because. Yeah. It was multiple articles where they were just on our ass about like everywhere you look, you can look it up. Like, ask the pain points of millennials or like problems with millennials. Communication and debt is gone. That was crazy to me. I can believe that. And that's the sad part. I can believe it. Because how many people avoid confrontation or overly confrontational we never have a middle ground true like you upset but you still level-headed about it zero to 100 real quick and drake i bet drake knew this that 
<laughs> like, I bet he knew that stat because when you listen to his music, no new friends. Listen, and we all jammed that song like hardcore. I had one friend that was like, What is wrong with y'all? We need, no, you should be making new friends, right? She was like, By herself. Everybody else was like, Nah, no new friends. We good. Like, and that's the problem. We will avoid communication. True. And then be like mad because people don't communicate. Yes, that's true. And then I had to start to think about when when did I realize I had a communication problem? Like really th- like the, the stats sent me because now it, it just I'm like really So that's that pretty much sent you down a rabbit hole. It did. And it made you think about when did you have communication issues? Mm-hmm. So like yeah, when did you realize that that happened? I think I realized I had communication issues like it could have been like that 18, 19 years, like coming into adulthood. Yeah. And like I had this epic fight with my friend, right? Yeah. Like my best friend, we had this epic fight, broke out, they're like everything was like I ain't never talking to y'all again, right? It was yeah. real dramatic. And I pop off, believe it or not. <laughs> like I pop off, so I'm the one that's gonna take it too far because I'm mad. And but not take it too far where it's like downright disrespectful, but my mouth will get me in trouble a lot of times because I'm already honest. Mm-hmm. And then when I'm mad, I'm it's gloves over honesty. Mm-hmm. Like so it's like you don't oh, and then like back then, younger me, like I'm always on the text, so it's like a vicious, like you don't even gotta be that cool. Yeah. Right. So I'm like and we're into it and like it was something she said to me and she was like the way you talk to people you ain't never gonna keep nobody wrong right and like that was a trigger for me because coming from a traumatic childhood being an abused child like being on my own at an early age it made me be like dang no so that's not like at the time like that ain't fucking true Right, and then I had to realize, like, dang, maybe I did take this before. Like, maybe it is a certain thing of being too honest. So, was you like much older when you came to that revelation? No, I was like 18, 19. I was like, I'm a little fucked up. You came to the revelation, then Mm -hmm. maybe my communication needs to be fixed. Yeah, I came to the revelation then because when I get into an argument with certain people, Mm -hmm. I really reflect. Even if I'm mad, like, after I come down off of it, Mm -hmm. I really take it to heart and it's something people know about me. Yeah. I take it to heart and I'm really reflected on it. And even back then, because I knew I had trauma back then, like I was just angry from my childhood. Mm-hmm. So I knew I had anger problems already. That wasn't even a question. I was very aware. Then I knew I can be brutally honest and sometimes it wasn't on purpose, but I knew when I was mad, I used it as a weapon to it was like one of those things. And I immediately after I came down off of it, I was like, I do, like, I am a little fucked up. Like, yeah. I, I, I could have handled a lot of situations better. Like, why can't I just say something hurt my feelings? At the time, because I was young, even though I had reflected on it, I didn't necessarily know what to do with fixing. So that kind of kept me just kind of in a loophole of mm-hmm. just being more introverted, I guess, than I wanted to be, because it was just like, fuck it, like, I'm gonna just, because I messed up, I'm gonna just be to myself. And I think getting in a relationship with you, who, like, we're polar opposites. Like, I don't think people (laughs) like communication issues. That's when I honestly was like, all right. And then not even like at the beginning, it's when I realized that I got communication issues. It was more like maybe like five, six years, like in the game. Like when really, like, yeah. It took me a while to understand that, like because of like yeah, the, my upbringing and like yeah, all my past traumas and shit like mm-hmm. that. That I realized that I do have like little touchy things to where like yeah, I do kind of sort of like rather not talk about the shit. Mm-hmm. And like let that shit slide instead mm-hmm. of just talking about it 
and just like, all right, it is what it is until it's more so I have to talk about it. If I got to talk about it, then yeah. yeah. But if I ain't got to, it's more so I'm a type of a need-to-know basis type person. You like, mean. Who needs to know it? It ain't like everybody not privy to that like, is not everything. A lie. You feel me? It's a need-to-know situation. That's the and, most like, I believe that's when I start realizing that like it can't like be like that because I got to be able to talk to my wife. I got to be able to talk to my son. I got to be able to like understand that the way I was talking to my friends back when we was younger, like, yeah, that shit wasn't cool. Mm-hmm. And like how to like fix different relationships with that because because we were younger, we all did different things and stuff. So it's like, yeah, we handled the situation different. But it's like, I feel like on my behalf, I had to like, you know, like, Set the set, set the record straight that yeah, I dropped the ball on saying so or trying to say this or didn't say this. Yeah. And then I just had to like yeah, you know try to pick up the pieces with everybody when it comes to that mm-hmm. and stuff like that because it even like trickled down to like with my son to where like yeah the first ones and turned it to where it was like yeah I felt like our communication wasn't the way it needed to be mm-hmm. because I didn't understand how to communicate with people so once I started realizing that like yeah I gotta communicate a little bit better yeah then that's what's gonna make him communicate with me mm-hmm. and then that's what made me more comfortable with it mm-hmm. and then it was more so you being showing me that like you like you down for me and through everything through thick and then even after marriage and stuff just being down for me thick and then that's what made me more comfortable and would understand that they're like, I gotta talk to you about shit. Cause yeah. That's the thing. Like, yeah, you know how I am. I don't really talk about a lot of shit. So that's the thing. Yeah. I gotta start doing that. And like, ever since then, it's just like more and more, I feel like I'm coming out my shell a little bit better. Like, I talk about stuff a little bit more. Yeah. So, like, yeah, that's the crazy part. It's the growth that been done, I guess, is this understanding that yeah. I had that problem and I needed to like work on it. Because mm-hmm. it's like we all have like different little like quirks and reaches and everything yeah. that we have. And it's like some of them is like toxic as hell, some of them is like extra. Yeah. And it's like you can like hone it back, you can pull it back a little bit, mm-hmm. you can use it for when it's need to be used. Mm-hmm. But you ain't got to use it on everybody and all the time. Because yeah. then that's when it becomes like, yeah, don't nobody want to fuck with you. Don't nobody want to kick it with you. So then it's like, that's when it turns into, it's a you problem, not a them problem. Yeah. You the one that got the issues. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, you just got to fix them little things about yourself. That's true. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, even with, like, my, like, the fight with me and my best friend was so detrimental to me. Like, Cause like that was childhood, so we was like friends since middle school, and then like and when we got into it, but it was really like I don't even remember what it was, but I know it wasn't even probably that deep. Yeah. And I really thought I lost my best friend, yeah. so it stuck with me because I was like, and at that point I was like, I was like, I didn't know how to fix my communication. I didn't fully understand why I could not communicate, and but I knew I did not want to lose somebody else because I cannot control or say how I feel appropriately. Communication and shit. Yeah, I got a communication story for you. <laughs> Me and my partner, we had our first apartment together. Talking about not communicating, all we were just doing was just having fun. We ain't communicating with the people in the office. We ain't communicating with nobody. We was in this much thugging. I knew how to keep the lights on without having to pay the bad boys. I knew how to keep the water on. Like, I knew how to keep the cable on. So we was in that mother's leg, bro. We weren't paying nothing. We was in that mother's thugging. I cannot. We was just young, but we had jobs. Don't get me wrong. We was literally working right around the corner. It just like we was using our money for other shit. Like, listen, (laughs) Mark was the one to show me how to really be like real ghetto with stuff. Yeah, like when I met him, I would I thought nah, I was really he's 
Baby, I'm gonna show you how to make it, you feel me? We're gonna survive. I'm gonna survive, hey, you feel me? Ain't you nothing know, else. Out, you feel me? No, that's a fact. I'm mm-hmm. gonna make it with you. Cause listen, mm-hmm. I'll be whole freaking I don't know mm-hmm. what is happening. Cause mm-hmm. I'm thinking I'm good. I'm from the hood. But growing up, my daddy would never like I have never been in certain situations. So that is listen. Mm-hmm. And me and him have went to Situation mm-hmm. that we that I didn't go through as necessarily as a child, but I'm like that taught I learned like survival skills, like a fact, like real yeah, good survival really, skills. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, like yeah, you kind of sort of really learned understood that how like getting it out the mother shit. Like when we, we literally started with like a TV, a matches, <laughs> and a PS3, my nigga, like, and we just got an internet, like, that's the first thing we did, was got internet, and it was like, it was on, um, but nah, back to the communication thing, but the communication was so bad with the whole situation, like, we all ended up getting evicted and everything, but duh, that was gonna happen, we all was like 18 years old, we 17, yeah. first 17, 18, first out of school. Yeah. Like with good jobs, making bread. We ain't worried about paying our rent. We don't know nothing about paying our rent. Yeah. So we out here just, just thugging, yeah. living life. Like, so we, we got kicked out. Everybody kind of sort of like went back to their people's house, but mine was in Louisiana. So like yeah, I was like strung out out here by myself, like out here like assed out by myself. So I'm like a little buggy. Nobody really wanna like take me in. Everybody's really offering, so I'm like well, fuck it. I'm gonna just find my way out that way. So I moved to Louisiana for a little bit. But I feel like if I would have communicated that, like yeah, I just needed somewhere to crash for a little bit so I could get on my feet, cause it wasn't nothing to find a better job to try to get my bread up. Maybe somebody would help me, but I was being more like big headed and like proud yeah. about it. Like, nah, I'm gonna get it out the mud on my own. Yeah. So it was like, yeah, when I get back, I'm gonna bounce back. And that's almost, that's kind of sort of been one of my main drives mm-hmm. is because when I turned 18, like, I was on, I'm mm-hmm. staying on West Timer. Yeah. Boys out here got bread, like everybody got cars, everybody doing shit. Yeah. And then it's like, bam, it was like, yeah, niggas fell down to earth. I had to move back with my teeth. Yeah. So when I came back to the age, as soon as I got back up on this bread, it was like back to the top for me. Cause mm-hmm. I'm like, nah, I know where I want to get to. Yeah. So it was like getting back to that and then adding on to it. But through all of that, it was just like, niggas still had to learn how to communicate. Yeah. I did not know how to communicate with nobody. Yeah. And that was the crazy part. But I think we were never, because looking back on it, because like I said, going through that is like a fresh dollar, 18, 19. Like, going through that and like, understanding like, dang, I know I have something wrong, but I don't know how to fix it. I don't know what it is. Like, I don't know. And then getting older and starting to realize that, okay, that is on me. Like, I have to say it. Like, I have to, like, act. I have to, like, I have to communicate. I need because people won't know. And there's nothing wrong with it. And it's like finding that voice. But as a kid, I don't think that our parents taught us to, like, how we see Santana and Maddox, like, they get upset and we're like, Say how you feel with mm-hmm. the voice that we didn't really, I don't think our parents did that with us. Yeah. They never taught us how to properly communicate how we feel, how we think, what's wrong, what's True. going on. Like, it was just, if you had an attitude, you could shut that look. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then, like, for me especially, I got the, like, I grew up, you couldn't say do nothing but get hit. Well, for me. And so I was very shut down. Like, if you didn't specifically look at me and ask me a question, I wasn't talking. And I was trained to do, like, I was, that was me and my mom's relationship. Like, if you don't ask, I don't talk. And I carried that over to adulthood to realize, okay, well, wait a minute. 
And like like I said, being with you, it taught me like, dang, okay. I was aware of it and I was already kind of getting into studying it and figuring it out. But because we're polar opposite, it made me feel like, okay. It made me recognize what communication skills you had. And I was like, so I, I always say like, I know you don't, you just don't talk. Like you just be okay. Like you don't really like to make a fuss about stuff. Mm -hmm. It takes a lot for you to like say how you feel. Like, and it's usually by the time you blow up about it. And that was our thing because you blow up, I'm gonna blow up. True. Now both of us is like have this big misunderstanding. And these kids fall. Every single day. I don't know what type of mom. <laughs> but it made me feel like one of us, this relationship was not going to work if both of us continued to blow up. So I was like, okay, I have to be the calmer one to make it work. So right. if I see you rise to a little bit, it's like, okay, now I need to calm down. And I think they both ways. Back down. I think like in certain situations, it's like that. When I feel like that in certain situations, and like it comes for you to be a little bit more of an attack type shit when it comes to an argument, then I don't mind like chilling out, like you know, mm -hmm. like letting you do your thing, and then live on some other shit, and it's like you don't mind chilling out and let me do the other thing. So it's like I feel like it's like a mutual thing when it comes to that now, instead of how it was at first when we yeah. didn't know how to communicate. Mm -hmm. It was just a a bumping of the heads. Yeah, very much. All the time. It was, it was always bumping mm -hmm. heads because we never really look at things totally different. Mm -hmm. And so it was like I had to learn how to be like, okay. Because the communication for me was small compared to just our overall relationship. So mm -hmm. I always felt like it can be fixed. I just didn't know necessarily how. And then when I started getting the dynamic of Okay, so I have to be a little bit more calmer to not like scare you away from talking to me. Like, cause sometimes females like we be with that rah rah stuff. So it's like mm -hmm. we yelling, we fussing, we cussing, and we I don't need you here, and then wonder why we can't get y'all to talk to us. Yeah, and it's like nobody really wants to hear it if you're really trying to hear it what I feel like. Yeah, especially if it's been a while and we've been arguing about this and it's like, bro, you still on 10? Yeah. Like, man, like, this conversation was like me yesterday. Yeah. Why are you still up there? Like, mm -hmm. down so we can, like, get through this conversation. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I can understand that. So, do you feel like understanding your love language or Understanding my love language is like it kind of sort of help with communication. Yeah, I think in the recent years of learning, like what a love language is, how to communicate better. Learning a love language was a big thing because it don't just helps me understand like how to deal with you, but also makes me understand my feelings a little bit better mm -hmm. and understand me and how my outlook on the world and what I need to receive love myself. Because yeah. I'm also the person who will put my feelings to the side for so long and then I'm like nobody ever gives me loyalty back. And I, that, that took me being like, okay, well what what is your loyalty? Like, what is that? You need, like, have you the people know that. You understand what it is and then communicate it to the people. Yeah. And, it was, and another pivotal moment for me was when my grandmother passed. Yeah. I think that was the biggest pivotal moment for me because I didn't know what to do with myself. Mm -hmm. And I remember we were into an argument. I didn't remember what we were in an argument about, but we were in an argument the days leading up to her passing. And I remember that morning we had got into a really bad argument and then I got the phone call because you were at work when we were into it. Yeah. And then I got the phone call that she had passed. And I'm like, I just spent all this time arguing with you about whatever. At the time, I don't even think I remember the time. And I'm yeah. like, and I lost my grandmother at a pivotal moment for me, right? And I was like, dang. And then it started 
reflecting on me about how I didn't communicate with her leading up to her passing and how I was always waiting for the right moments to call her or if she what if she did remember me because she was dealing with the Alzheimer's like it really took a toll and that's when I think I told you I was like I think we should say I love you more like I think we should like it really made me want to like stop it's a difference when understanding that you have a problem and then now want to do something to really, really fix the problem. Because mm-hmm. when you initially figure out you have a problem, like communication, you can understand it, but some people are like, okay, like I said, I didn't know how to fix it. So it's kind of like a, that's just yeah. what you get when you don't deal with me, just understand it, right? But then it turned into a, okay, no, I really got to fix this because for me, I feel like I should have been spending those hours and those days leading up to her passing because we do. It's not like we not like it was a surprise. We all mm. knew it was happening. So I felt like I should have spent those days communicating and being spiritually like there and like communicating with my family more. Um and being more of a support to them versus being caught up in my whole spiral of everything it, that I just had going on in general. because mm-hmm. um, it was a lot of chaos at the time her best too so um that was a big moment to make me want to fix my communication because yeah. i didn't i always now i feel like i have a fear of somebody passing on me and we never getting a chance to say what i really wanted to say i feel like that i wouldn't be able to really handle that and that her passing taught me that so yeah but the love language helps a lot with us, especially going through our rough patch, mm-hmm. because for me, it confirmed what I already knew about you, yeah. what your love language is for. And I was like, now I need to get him to understand what, what his, is. yeah, so it can make it easier like for everybody. Knows what they love like is. Yeah, because it was, I was asking you, okay, what do you want? Yeah. And you could never really answer me like yeah i couldn't answer it like in a girl way that's what it was i feel like that's what it was like, like yeah what do you mean for me in a girl way so I'm, I'm, I'm i think at that moment and all them times when you was asking me that i think that i didn't understand the question at that moment yes i understood what you were saying but like physically like understood like what she was talking about at that moment nah i didn't understand it so that's why i mean i did give you the answers that i did give you or uh, like half-ass gave you answers because it was like i really don't know what you're talking about i do what you know what you're talking about but i don't because i'm like bro i'm saying what i'm saying but it's like yeah it was all up for me yeah i was understanding that was the break that was the thing it was like yeah how can i communicate to her that I'm doing this the stuff like that we trying to do, but it's like, yeah, like I got you, bro. I got you, I got your back. It's not no 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 bumping heads type shit when it comes to all this. I understand that you wanna like talk to me a little bit better. You want me to like talk to you a little bit better and understand like that because you did have a rough upbringing or because like you do like look at a bunch of different this or watching a different that or listening to this it doesn't matter that you bring into your relationship it doesn't matter about pretty much this whole like what you do with the boys yeah how you talk with the boys even if you like talking shit, it doesn't matter about that you can't pretty much talk to like your wife or your girlfriend like yeah and that was i think that was a thing too because mm-hmm. it was more so like i mean she woman like i mean don't worry about it like yeah, just do what you do fam like and it was more so understanding that like that's not like logical you gotta be able to like say some shit like yeah can't nobody read your mind. That was the thing. Yeah. And I used to always say that a lot. I'm like, you want me to read your mind? I cannot. Like, I can't. Matt. Matt, sit down. Transition. Come on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But 
Yeah, you can't read my mind. Yeah, I used to tell you that all the time. Like, I can't read your mind. You want me to read your mind? Like, how am I supposed to know? I feel like we both was trying to be mind readers because you needed, you wanted me to read your mind. I did, and then someone has to realize. I was like, well, how did he know? And I think that was it. Was just watching different things because I was like big on like Judge um, Lynn Taylor. Like I was watching all the like. Psychology shows, mm-hmm. therapy shows. Black like, love. I was, yeah, black love. And I was like, oh, well, I never did say that. Like, I never did ask him to help me. So, yeah. like, how, you know, and then it was also understanding my own needs. So, like, my love language is affirmations. Like, I need affirmations and acts of service. Mm-hmm. And that was my number one because you get two love languages, y'all. Yeah. Like, you get two love languages. And, like, they they rank them so like I think it's the love language quiz. I'm gonna drop the link. Mm-hmm. Um, but you take it and you get your love languages, and it's like words of affirmation, um, touch, touch um, acts of service, yeah. gift giving, and there's one more I'm missing. I'm missing one. No, it's acts of service because I'm an acts of service type person. I think time, time and attention and something like that. And I I don't require a lot of time. I never have. I'm very simple. Like, I don't need to be with you all day to know that you love me. That don't make me feel no type of way. Sometimes it makes me feel a little smutty. So that was very low. But words of affirmation and acts of service and gift giving for my top ones because and she did the test for me even though i did it on my own but she did it herself she pretty much double quizzed me she wanted to see if i took the test on <laughs> to see if it was the That's right the way like, me, i don't trust nobody and just listen and it's like do you feel like that my love languages was what you feel like they were yeah did i answer it the way that like i did it too like, <laughs> i wasn't <laughs> trying to control the response i just was trying to make sure you took it serious because yeah. y'all know guys y'all be like i had to get here and it's yeah. like you no, didn't even read thing. yeah like come on like take it for real because i'm really trying to like figure some stuff out here mm-hmm. and it wasn't forcing you to do it with like because I was doing therapy and everything just myself. I was trying to really help myself. Yeah. But the we were going through stuff in our marriage mm-hmm. to where it was like, no, we not going to make it if we continue to communicate like this. Yeah. Like Especially like when we had Maddox, it was so much going on through that time. Yes, that was A lot of time, we did not. That was really like communicate about nothing. Like, yeah, right going into COVID. The thing is, we've been together for a long time. Oh, so we had to like grow together. And when growing together, it's like it's very bumpy because like I gotta go through my struggles oh, and everything of so trying to learn how to become a man. She gotta go through everything that she has to go through to learn how to become the woman that she wanna be uh-huh. and be successful and mm-hmm. like confident in the person that she is yeah in order to like be the wife that i want and it's vice versa i mm-hmm. have to be comfortable with the person that i am and have like everything secure in myself so i can be able to be the husband that she wants. Mm-hmm. so throughout the years it was like we had to learn how to grow different ways and like communication was a big thing mm-hmm. like, it, was, it was a big thing so it was like it, it was, was something we, i don't think we knew it was a big thing. yeah like i think, I think we so knew it was there but we didn't think it was that big of a deal yeah you know like because it was you when you're young you don't understand how that really affects the yeah. Especially when you start throwing kids in the mix and you start throwing like life, work, family, friends. Because I mean, the yeah. more stuff you build on, the more you start to see that, like, okay, we need to work on this. And then at that time, we were going to own businesses. So it's like, if we do not figure out how to communicate, nothing going to make it. Business not mm-hmm. going to make it. Like, relationship not going to make it. Like, we're not doing our job. And then we got kids looking at us, so it's like, yeah. what is that gonna do to them? Like, because we can't get together and communicate. Yeah. So, yeah, like your love language is what I thought. But I think you needed to realize what your love language was. 
Oh, I needed to know what it was so I could have a better understanding of myself. Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, because I was telling you this and you was like, no, that like. Because I don't, like, I don't understand it, that love. Like, I was about to say, tell I don't your who was your, what was your love language? I mean, with touching, like, um, I always feel like it was exercising. You that and that was the problem because that's what you thought and it was like no because I do stuff for you you don't give a shit <laughs> <laughs> like don't give a shit like I'm out here running myself crazy and he don't care about nothing I was like it's time because what since we've been together especially when we were younger you always fussed at me about my time and like me listen don't invite us nowhere because we oh, yeah, don't fight. She, be on t- she know <laughs> she has time issues but like and all and all she's like the the worst person when it comes to time. Like for her to know that like money is time and she chooses to be late, it's like, bro, like, oh, okay, you just running on your own currency around here. It's what you doing. Oh, like, that's crazy. Yeah, you on your own currency. I'm like, you doing what you want to do. And it's like it's not the It's wrong not with on that. purpose. But I that swear, I'm a, I'm I'm a free spirit. Is what it is. I know, and that's the part that helped me out because it's like, bro, I'm like, like chill out. I'm kind of punctual, like I'm hella punctual as hell. But it's like, but I'm a hippie now, so it's like, how can you be a hippie and be punctual at the same time? Now that man so will be. Like, that's the crazy part. Like, like yeah, I'm on time. Like I'm not I feel like if I'm not 10 minutes early, then I'm not on time. I'm one of them really type of like people. That. And I'd be like, so, well, chill like, out. Yeah, I've always been like that. But that's probably just because... We still argue about that. Like, I was in ROTC for multiple years. I was shit. too, so and we talked like, about that. And I do not. I showed up like there. Like, right. they knew I was going to come through that door. Nah, like, I just changed my outfit. I changed my uniform. So, you know, I just changed my uniform, my uniform, baby. I wear that bad boy to class and I take that bad as soon as I live. Oh, yeah, I'm I take it out there. Yeah. Like, yeah, I get caught up in everything. Oh well. It is what it is. We'll deal with that up on that when we get back to class. But I'm not gonna walk around all day with this uniform on. Uh-huh. Nah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I'm in here when I'm in here. When I'm out of here, yeah. I'm out of here, brother. Like this ain't no I wouldn't know ROTC to the death, like, nigga. <laughs> it sounded like it, baby. He punctual. And he really <laughs> thought, like, it was extra service. And that wasn't it. He stuff his time. Because he yells at me all the time about time. Extra service and is then, number three, then. Yeah, I think that was down it's there. like, both of them, it's like a teacher title to me. Like, them to two you. is, like, bad. But it's, it's like, not in real life. That's I mean, in real life, it is. is. Because, no. nah, I'm not finna let no damn computer or no dumbass test. I mean, it's not a dumb test, but in my mind, no dumbass test gonna sit here and try to tell me what I like. You feel me? That like, man. That's not how I get down. He don't say His love right? language was touch. Amarion ass boy. And time <laughs> and attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From everything that we would get into it about, communication and time was our top two things. Either I was always too busy for him, he would, you would feel like I was constantly too busy for you. And I was like, mm-hmm. what? Oh, how? Like, what do you want to do? Like, I want to be like, what do you want to do? Especially when I was younger and I used to like, go out to eat and like, just do shit by myself. You'd be like, bro, so you're not going to invite me? No. Yeah, <laughs> and I remember we got into it about it. And it's like, bro, like, like, fam, I'm like, I don't know nothing. And you over here, guys, going to eat by yourself. <laughs> like, you could have hit boys up. You would have known I would have scooped you up. We could have went to go eat. Um, Listen. You already know. I would have came to you. But I, that's true. And, but I didn't think about it until you said it. I'm a loner by nature. And I just don't think about including people. Even like now, I just try to do stuff by myself. It's mm-hmm. just not. And I was like, it wasn't to offend you. But like from even then when you used to be like, bro, I'm right here. I'm like, he needs time. Like this man requires a lot of time. <laughs> I just want him to understand that I you gotta let me fly. <laughs> like I'm yeah, gonna need your I time. At that moment, but that was like, I mean, 
That's that whole way trying to figure out and learn what it's saying. Trying to cage your bird. I can't be caged. And it's like, I mean, but I'm going to give you, you what you need, though. Like, I'm going to give you what you need when you just tell me what you Because then I know to prioritize making time with you. Mm -hmm. But I can't when he don't realize that's what he needed. Mm -hmm. Like, that's what I'm like, okay, see, like, you need time. And then made him learn something else about your own suit. Yeah. Like, cause it made you think about it. Like, dang, do I really need time? And you have to think about it. I'm like, yes, you, you do. Yeah. It's yeah, not that you require me to be saying something or doing anything with yeah. you, but you just sometimes just want to be in my presence, and like that still gives me time. Mm -hmm. That makes you feel important, and that's okay. True. That's that's we all need different things for survival to feel love, and they all, don't always have to look the same. Cause they took me explaining to you, like, I yeah, get yeah. that your active service. I see you helping me. But I need you to be encouraging me more. Like, I need you to boost me up with, like, your words first. Like, mm -hmm. I can see you over there cleaning up or cooking dinner, but, like, you ain't said two words to me, so I still feel like crap. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it took me being, like, I get that that's your way of showing me that you love me, but it don't work for me. And I can't keep trying to make it work for me because it's not making me feel fulfilled. Mm -hmm. like, yeah, we have to for us to be in each other present so we could both feel love because it's like you ain't gonna like do me like that, my god. Like, yeah, I'm like, yeah. She like on my ass. I'm like, bro, like, oh, okay. That's how we finna do it right now. On my ass you go. I'm like, oh, okay. We gonna have to uh, put Ashley next to that statement. Gotta clarify that statement with the quickness. And, uh, Bro. I'm just saying, like, communication. I mean, I feel like, mm -hmm. for me, my thing with communication was, it's just, when I was younger, I had a big problem with, like, you know, just, I was a big user, user of, I say, not even user, I say abuser of the words the B's and the H's, you feel me? And it was like, as a young buck, I feel like, I mean, that was just... And playing fights. You know, I was like, like I guess because of just the, the stuff that I life. watch and the stuff that I listen to mm -hmm. that had me more so in that mindset that feel like that that's what it was. And then more so the lifestyle that I was living at that moment. So it's like, yeah, I used them, like, terminology more. But it was like understanding that, like, you did with my wife and it's like, I can't continue to like talk to her like that because it's like it is the grain, especially after she had to go and sit down and tell me that it's like that's disrespectful and that hurt her feelings. And for me to like really like take it for real, for real, that like that really hurt her feelings to where it was like, all right, I gotta fix that part of how I communicate. And I think that was like my first step in trying to figure out how to communicate. Okay. It was like actually like talking to you like a little bit better, especially when our son, like the first one was like coming up age to where he's like actually like can hear us talking. Mm -hmm. So it was like once he started becoming to that, because we never was a argue in front of our son type couple. We never no, really do that. We always, if we do argue, it'll be when he go to sleep or, or we somewhere else and like, yeah, he's not really around that area. Mm -hmm. So it's like, even what we did, it's like, yeah, it's just trying to, like, make sure that I be more respectful. Mm -hmm. And then I don't want him to speak to his mother like that. I don't even want him to speak to females like that in general. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I have to quit, like, talking like that in front of people all the time. Because I'm not going to say I don't say that again because that would be a lie because I still use the words. So it's like, I'm not going to, oh, no, I'm not going to sit here and cap like boys be doing. Boys be capping, fam. Like, I still, I still throw out B's and H's all day. N's, like, H-E-N's, like, I mean, whatever, like, abbreviations. You want me, like, them, them, H-A-N's, like, I, like, oh, I got abbreviations for days, you feel me? But it's like... I'm still gonna, I still like talk like that, but it's like I understand that it's like talking like that when I'm with certain people. I can't like fully talk like that with my wife 
but I can still talk like that a little bit, but I gotta be a little bit more respectful. I can't definitely can't talk like that to my little guys because it's like, bro, you don't want your little dudes to be sitting out here talking rough like that. Mm-hmm. Sure, they kind of sort of say what's on their mind, and I know they kind of sort of got a little potty mouth because I done heard sometimes cuss <laughs> like plenty of times. He thinking that he gonna be cussing when he be playing a game, but like let somebody come out of nowhere and pop his ass on Fortnite, he gonna cuss. And it's like I catch him, but I like I let him slide because it's like, bro, you expressing yourself. But it's like once I understood that that part of my communication yeah. was like lacking real bad, I started fixing that, and it was like that was my beginning like turning point. Then yeah. like I need to start fixing all my communication skills, and then for me the simple fact of having a uh, Helping my father before, like, they have a biological father before he passed and everything for the past two years and everything before we got married. And, like, being able to, like, reconnect with him mm-hmm. and understand myself a little bit better. Mm-hmm. So that kind of sort of helped me with communication because it was, like, that helped me put me in a different mindset to understand, of like, the man that I am to this day. Because, mm-hmm. like, that, that time of my life was, like, very pivotal for me. Because it really, like, it changed me and it molded me and, like, it helped me grow up to be, like, the man that I am, like, right now and stuff like that. That and then also with, like, my stepfather, like, when he passed away, it's like, yeah, both of them, before both of them died, I was able to, like, have, like, very good communication with them. Yeah. And those were the two people that were supposed to teach me how to communicate. Yeah. And it was like, sure, it was like a sad time that they did teach me how to communicate, but they still was able to like mend the things that we all had that was going on between us. Yeah. And also teaching me a little bit more about myself mm-hmm. and like helping me understand that I can communicate a little bit better and what I need to communicate about. So it's like once like all that stuff started going on, that's when it kind of sort of started helping me like communicate. Yeah. And then it was like then after that, then it was just more so you just telling me, okay, I get it. You communicate when stuff is dire. Yeah. Let's talk about yeah. like the the little stuff, like how we gonna make sure that this bill and this bill pay. Yeah. Not just. You're gonna get it done. Let's communicate about that. Yeah. We don't have to communicate about like BS all the time. Can we communicate about like real stuff? Yeah. And that was the thing. I had to learn how to do that. Mm -hmm. Because it's like it's stages of communication. It's like every single time I thought that I learned how to communicate. It was like now I gotta learn how to communicate more. Then I gotta learn how to communicate more. Like calling started very stopped very early on in the relationship because like you said like i communicated like like i'm not gonna be taking you talking to me like that like it's i can't i'm just not about to do this because one it was also me trying to understand the background i came from i already came from an abusive background with my mom so yeah. talking to me any kind of way so i'm not gonna be in a relationship and especially with somebody when you explained that to me you really sat me down and explained that to me that's when i realized that I cannot like talk to you like that because that is like triggering for you, mm-hmm. and that's always been my thing since we like since we've been friends or since we've been together this whole entire time. Is, yeah, like I always want to make you happy. I don't want to do nothing to like trigger you or like bring you down. Mm-hmm. So once she was communicating to me that my communication skills is poor, it was like, all right, let me figure out what I need to do to fix it. Yeah, because it wasn't more so about like fixing it for you. It was just fixing it in general because it's like, yeah, maybe I can't communicate well. Yeah. Because if I start communicating well, who knows where that will take me. Yeah. And it's like my communication has landed me different clients mm-hmm. to where, like, yeah, I have different, like, people that's on, like, retainers and stuff to where I'm washing the cars every other week and stuff. And it's because I'm able to communicate. It's where I'm doing every quarter that I have to go do like a big food companies like go watch their vehicles and stuff for them is because I can communicate a little bit better and like I felt like me learning how to communicate mm-hmm. at the time that I did help me be able to 
laying these deals. Not only just mm-hmm. you help me, but it's like you the buffer. I'm the closer. Yeah. It doesn't matter what you say. You can have them like ready for their car wash and give them the best customer service in the world in the world. Yeah. But if I don't get there and like deliver and close it, yeah. It's like, yeah, it don't go nowhere. Yeah. So it's like I had to learn how to communicate that, especially yeah. for a person that's that's I'm a like what's the word I'm looking for? Introverted as fuck. Yeah, introverted, you feel very me? Introverted. Like yeah, so it's like that's also another thing is how to be an introvert and still communicate. Because mm-hmm. even with this whole like talking on camera shit, sure I'm not nervous about it. That's <laughs> not the point. I'm not like that kind of introvert to where like I freak out in public or I can like talk like to people. people. Yeah, it's just yeah, I don't long. prefer yeah, I prefer to like kick it to myself. You yeah. feel me? Like I like I'm a long wolf, you feel me? So that's more so my thing. I can hold conversations, I can talk to people. Cause I'm that was the thing when I get you and I brought you, you around I everybody. Just, I prefer to kick it to myself. Yeah. Everybody's like, he's so quiet, like he don't talk to you and I'm like, he does talk. Y'all mm-hmm. just gotta get to know him. Mm-hmm. I used to say everybody that was everybody's thing. Everybody's like, Why do not talk? Like what y'all's like, I don't get it. Like nobody really got this. Everybody was like, I don't I don't understand yet. And I used to be like, you just got to get to know him. Like, you, you got to have something worth talking yeah. about. So for me, I was always the one to kind of pick on him. So we 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 would pick on each other to get each other to talk. It was like doing loop stuff. And so, but because our signs are both so fiery, that was a good thing. It was a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Like, we had to learn how to control the bad part and figure that out. And as we went on through our relationship, like even <laughs> you remember that time we had that fight, and then I had broke your mama wall. I had put the hole in her wall, mm-hmm. and I was like, "We gotta like do better." Like that was like nice. It was just like explosive. So like now I'm learning, mm-hmm. like as an adult and a mother, like a wife, uh, like learning how to communicate and going through that journey of figuring it mm-hmm. out and you can't like understanding you cannot be scared to um, communicate yeah to communicate you cannot be scared to tell somebody how you feel like just say it now like you can't control nobody else's feelings and that was like a thing even with the count like the marriage counseling like the, to get married and they were like y'all waiting on each other and we was anticipating each other's next move without giving either person a chance to just do and ha- or say how they feel mm-hmm. and just do what we need to do. We weren't allowing each other to do that and I think that's a problem with a lot of millennials. We so scared of getting hurt or looking played or because that was another fact. Millennials are too cool for school. Yeah, yeah we too cool. We don't seat. like to get played. Too me? cool. Like, don't want to get played. Everybody trying to but that's our whole generation. That's what I'm saying. It's our whole generation. And you, and you that's unrealistic. Think you're not never gonna go through life and be hurt by something, or you just gonna be called the ghosting generation, y'all. The ghosting generation. Like and we will ghost the hell out of you. Like, how many people have you just dry ass and never text again? You just like "Mm mm-mm. Unfriendly, mm. like that's the thing. I'm still gonna unfriend you, baby. Don't be putting me on a weird block list and mute me, baby. Just grow some balls and delete me, like let it be known what the line is. But that's crazy, yeah. And like, we you have to understand how to communicate with people. So, do you feel like by us going through everything that we've been through and like learning how to communicate on our in our own different ways and in our own time. Do you feel like that helped us with like being like a, a married couple that work together? Yeah. Cause that's important. We have a lot to fight about now. Like we had a lot to fight about in general. Like yeah. we have kids. So when you have kids, you got more to fight about. And then you got the money and bills and we been you know, we're yeah. building. And then when you have business now it's like I can be mad at you for something at work, but then you can't let that overspill into your personal. Like, I'm at you by worse stuff, not personal stuff. Or, like, even if I'm yeah. mad at you, there's been times when we've been in two weeks where I'm mad at you, you're mad at me. But business still running, so I'm going to still talk to you. Like, yeah. I'm Somebody still going to run them things down. Like, so you got to still be able to switch that hat. 
You can't let that get in the middle of your stuff. Like, you gotta be able to keep it like that and like understand it's a difference, it's a time and place. Yeah. Cause I think back when we was younger and we worked on jobs, like like regular people, like regular like other people's jobs, if communication didn't matter. Cause I'm like, I mean shit, I did security. And I worked overnight, so mm-hmm. like I can talk on the phone anytime I wanted to. I didn't really have no like boundaries when it comes to that because I ain't really didn't have no boss like on my ass. I ain't never really had no job. Well, I take that back at Macy's and then my first job at CC's Pizza that I got fired on my first day. So like, yeah, oh yeah, nah, I got fired at CC's on my first day within the first couple of hours because I was not friendly enough. Fix. Like, yeah, because I went up in that high. Welcome to CC's. I'm like, bro, like I said, like I spoke to the people when I came up here and cleaned their tables. And it was like, I ain't want to bust no tables, too. And it was like, you didn't tell me I had to bust no tables. (laughs) And I'm here with my white tennis shoes on. Like, I thought I was up in here, like, doing something else. And, like, he had me busting tables and shit. And it was like cleaning up the soda machine area. And it was like soda everywhere, bro. And that shit was wild because I'm like, I'm in here with white tennis shoes on. Because like I'm matching with my out my work uniform. White tennis shoes to work. Because I'm wearing my uniform. He didn't plan to work. I'm matching my uniform and my tennis shoes. Like, like, yeah, I'm going to be fresh. You feel me? So when I had to do all this extra shit. And it's like, I'm always the one with like, bro, my shoes is like too slippery up in this world. <laughs> no grip. But, uh, yeah, it's communication. No, yeah. Like, you can't, you have an obligation to the people, to your friends and your spouse, but especially your spouse, to be able to communicate with them, even if it's just for their best interests. Like, how are y'all going to communicate about these? kids if y'all can't communicate about simple stuff yeah. like how are you gonna communicate about career changes or if somebody's going through something or like you have to be able to verbally speak it and then how you gonna teach your kids because like i said we our parents can sit us down and teach us how to communicate with each but other but i think that's changing i think a lot of us are teaching our kids how to communicate we learn how to communicate with our kids yeah i know but we're also teaching them that like all right certain stuff that you're doing like it's at this cool. moment it's not cool mm-hmm. You shouldn't say that, like certain oh, things what's and wrong? stuff like that. Yeah, like just... yeah, we ask our kids out their feelings and stuff like that. I think that's like real. Re- that's something that I feel like our generation like really picked the ball up on. Yeah, I was trying to figure so it out. So we can like really understand like that's our funny. kids a little bit better. Mm-hmm. So we can at least try to like slow down some of the madness that all of us had to go through when it was like preteens and teenagers. Because I think a bunch of us that's a millennials, like, that's the real stage that we, like, scared of when it comes to raising our kids. Really? Because, yeah, because we know how we were when we were preteens and teenagers. Mm-hmm. So it's like, bro, like, are our kids going to be like us? Are they going to be worse than us? Do we, like, are we, like, raising them the right way when they're little so they don't really be like us? That's the thing. that's when we really understand that's if we, like, raise them. Yeah. Because when they teenagers and they out here running wild, it's like, bro. It's already done. It's a product of I ain't do my job. <laughs> so it's, it's like, the beginning stages. It's like, yeah, this is where you messed up. Now I really got to work double time to try to at least like, get a little bit of it. Yeah. You have to cater to them when they little. You have to communicate. And like, even like communicating like your behavior is not appropriate. Mm-hmm. For this environment, and you need to go take this somewhere else because I'm quick to send my kids. You can take your energy somewhere else. Even like, don't, yeah, like that's what I'm saying. Like you have to just be able to say it, and it's a, it's a, like I tell you, it's out time. Now what you said is how you said it. You can say that a little bit better. You can use a different word. You can mm-hmm. like be mindful of what you're communicating. Know what you want to communicate first, because a lot of people don't even understand that feelings and they don't want to understand the feelings because it's foreign True. and they don't want to figure it out so everybody just shut down especially when our generation nobody wants to cause a problem yeah. like our generation i think is big because they don't want to cause no problem 
And that still causes. Because we a had a lot of problems and issues when we was like preteens and teenagers. So mm-hmm. it was like, why do we constantly like? Once I, I think a lot of us once we got past like twenty five, yeah, a bunch of us was really on some like, if we got to be on some passive aggressive shit just to like stay out of confrontation, it was, it was like we wouldn't do that because it was like a bunch of us was. So it's like, yeah, everybody had to like chill out. Mm. So it came with that. But it's like now since we like in our thirties and it's like everybody know how to like chill out. Now it's like, all right, now let's figure out know. how to communicate. Yeah, it's figuring out because it's a lot of people, even mm. business wise, like we talk to people all the time, it's like, I don't know you. Like mm. Understand when you talking to this brother, especially when you're talking to them for the first time, people don't know you. Learn how to just communicate and say how how long. Like understand that you that's your first impression. That's still important. Everybody's scared to be judged, but if we was all moving to be thoughtful and like to get our feelings and our thoughts out and not be speaking from some people speak from so much trauma. They speak from trauma from the first moment you talk to them. It'd be like they will argue down about some stuff and they'd be like, girl, that was just a whole misunderstanding. Like, computers may have errors. Like, mm-hmm. things happen. Like, you you went straight to a trauma. Somebody lying to you, baby. I don't know your background. I don't even know you. Like, mm-hmm. can you will it back? Like, people that you're going to be judged. We can, nobody is above that. Jesus is going to judge you. So, yeah, we should not be. Everybody gonna get judged, so that's not a real fear. That's not something you should be afraid of, especially if you know you walking into any room or you talking. If you treating people right, at the end of the day, like you have to treat people right, and like that's learning your communication, learning how to talk to people, because it's hard being out here trying to be an adult, not get locked up, because you trying to get you trying to learn how to communicate with somebody, because nobody taught you that crap. That's See, crazy. But the crazy thing is, is that. That's why I said at the beginning, communication is like a multiple, like, it's, it's layered. Hello. It's a layered conversation and it's a multiple conversation. I feel yeah. like this is something that we can always, like, retouch up on. We will. And, like, come back to because mm-hmm. we just talked about communicating with, like, learning, like, your communication issues and then communicating in your relationship. Yeah. And as she just started getting into, it's like, communicate business-wise. But then oh, you with your friend and just out in the world. With your friends, mm-hmm. out in the world, just anything. Communication is like key it's something we need to for work everything. On. And yeah. it's like, that's why I feel like that it's a good place for us to stop now because we can always bring back up communication. Mm-hmm. So before we get out of here, do you got like a rant that you want to get out? This food, y'all. Why we ain't storming the Capitol right now? I'm not trying to say no. Man, you can't say shit I'm like sorry. that in live, bro. I'm sorry. Like that. Do I gotta like beat that out? You can't say that. You can't say I'm that. I'm sorry. Especially <laughs> not with this happened last week. You can't be talking like that. Like, well, proceeds. Okay, Boston Tea Party then. Like, yeah. baby, can we have a Boston Tea Party? Because I'm sick. And every time I go to the grocery store, everything fifty sixty dollars. Tea Party, boy, you better learn but your air. history. History repeats itself. You know that, right? Why are we not throwing over goods right now? Because they, they did, did it for less. less. Like, like, 3%, my God. They did it for we 3% out here taxation on stamps. Ugh. 3% on stamps. We getting taxed 30% above your paycheck off top. And that's not even counting for all the other little stuff that goes on. These groceries are ridiculous. I'm sick of it. Every time you go into the store and just breathe the air when you walk in, they charge you $60. Like, I'm convinced. Yeah, and I'm sick of it. Yeah. yeah. You used to can just go to. If you was going to how much out, it took me to cook spaghetti. Do you know how much that meal costs? Spaghetti cost high. But we're spaghetti. Organic, so that's why I spaghetti. No. Yes, it is. Mm-mm. It's high everywhere. I mean, it's high everywhere, but it is like we get grass-fed beef, bro. You like, shouldn't be playing with my food now. Wait, see, that's going to give me a whole other red. You shouldn't be playing with my food. My food, all my food should be edible. 
Like I should, it should yeah. be all this extra stuff, and I, I gotta pay. Is. I gotta pay you extra yes. to give me real food. That I mean, come cut me off. I ain't got nothing to say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she gonna go on that red bam. I think that's like that'll be out. That's interesting. Cut me off now. My like, my rent for the week would be. I just think that like I ain't really got no rent. I ain't got no rent. I need to go lie to y'all. I was gonna <laughs> try to like pull something out the out the sky. So why did you not just communicate that you didn't have no receipt? We just talked about I just communicated that I ain't got no rent. I was okay. fenced to, like, I was about to be fenced to and everything. I was about to try to finesse a whole rent out, but it's like, I ain't got one. So it's like, yeah, I got a rent about not having a rent. Because it was like, this was one of the things that I said I wanted to put up in the thing is for us to have a rent. And it's like, I ain't even got no rent this week. I feel like everybody else has a rent for me. Like my father-in-law, my son, like they all rent for me because they upset because oh my I had goodness. to give my son um, the game room, and I didn't have a problem with giving up my game room. So it's like, yeah, but they all upset about me giving. They've been hurt. Room. Everybody is hurt. And it's like I'm fine with it, you know. I knew it was time for him to get in. his own room, so it was like, yes, yeah, so we gotta move into his own room. So he can have his special all the space, so he can have this own little creativity yeah. area to like grow and do all the things that he needs to do. I know it's crazy. I think I'm gonna cry like because it's like we both got like two little boys that's just like yeah, they both got their own rooms that like they're becoming their own themselves. So it's like this. That's why I'm really at a rent because it was like. Yeah, I realized my moving his ass into his room. It was like it was interesting because it was like as soon as he seen it, he it just so it was happy, yeah. and it was like that's what it's about. Like, I, I kind of wanted him to cry a little bit. Like he didn't just have to seem so excited about it. He didn't have to do that. Like <laughs> my game used to be in my room back in the days. Anyhow, it ain't nothing wrong with putting it back in the bedroom. Like yeah, I guess that's just more inspiration to grind hard so we can get to this house. Yeah. So I can get my game room back. And just this time it'd be bigger than ever. But I'm Hunt. I'm Kiki. This is the Hunt Life Podcast. Thank y'all for joining us. Hunt Life. Live Dream.